0: Come from. Gentlemen, do you realize what we've found? It came from outer
1: space to fill the world with terror. What earthly power can stop
2: this terror? That's the signpost up ahead. Your next stop from outer space. And we are good to go.
1: And we're sailing smooth right into episode sixty-eight. It's the podcast from outer space. With your boy Rob Scott, we got teabag aka adam narlock in the house tonight
2: hey guys thanks for listening
1: and as always it's ryan scott ni how ladies and gentlemen <laughs> well guys it is episode 68 and you know shout out to all the vegans out there we're getting plant-based this evening we're going with the swamp thing
0: yes now how's everybody doing how is how's life in old uh north Carolina, there adam my,
2: my the weather is
0: wilky <laughs> here. I'm from North Carolina. I love wearing powder blue. My favorite basketball <laughs> player is Michael Jordan. Now, where I'm from is called North Cackalack. We have the finest of barbecue in the land,
1: young sir. And on a June evening, you might be just feeling like you're melting on the windowsill like a candy bar in the summertime. <laughs>
0: Now, how is North Carolina treating you? I'm just trying to finish
2: up this first two classes. One step closer to that master's degree. Still in the same spot I was a year ago.
0: Now, I've seen your bit. You, based on your new Instagram, yes, Adam is still on Instagram, Team Pup and Suds. We didn't get that Steam Team at Team Pup (laughs) and Stud. We didn't get much feedback on what your new name should be from the listeners. Got a couple um, of interesting ideas. Yeah, nothing serious, though. And I've gathered you're playing around with puppies or dogs or something, some sort of dog trainer, dog watcher. What are we doing here?
2: Uh, that's it, all the above.
0: All right, well, there you have it. Once again, follow our very own teabag on at Team Pup and Stud. Must love dogs, ladies. Now, in this episode, guys, it's back to comics. Uh, You know, it's been a while since we've done a comic, right? Uh, You know, we've been sticking to conspiracy-type stuff. We had the listener requests coming in and got some more that we're working on. Uh, So I figure, hell, you know, we got a pepper in a comic, a good old-fashioned comic. Uh, This episode, we are getting into Swamp Thing, The Defender of the Green, The Avenger of Weed. Um...
2: The leprechaun of the swamp.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I want the gold. Uh, that's pronounced <laughs> leprechaun, young idol. <adult. laughs> now, okay, I'm gotta say, uh, Swamp Thing, absolutely one of my favorites, especially from DC. You know, I think this is only the second DC comic we've done, if I'm not mistaken.
2: That's what I was thinking. Batman's the other one, right?
0: Yes. Now. If you haven't... Okay, I want to also set a precedence with these comic episodes, you know? Like, if you haven't listened to one of these comic episodes, maybe you're a new listener. You know, this is essentially just us. We're talking jive, you know? Uh, This is basically (laughs) a history of the character... Uh, the people who help bring it to life. We just kind of explore that type of stuff. You know, these episodes are not like... You don't have to be some crazy comic guy to even enjoy these. These are for novice fans. Or a girl. Or you could be a crazy diehard fan. And we're thinking you're even going to like them. You could not even like comics at all. And I'm sure you're going to find something in here. Am I right? Makes sense to me. And
1: I mean, honestly... I'm just spitballing here, but this is probably the worst film adaptation I've seen since Captain America. (laughs) Now,
0: now we'll get into opinions on that because I do have some, but, you know, I mean, these are essentially for like, um, you know, the game, the the rapper? The rapper, yes, we're familiar. Now, he got, he thinks that um, Captain America is a DC comic. You know that line he has? He's like, he says something. He's like, mad that DC Comics overlooked me because Captain America's a straight pussy. Now, this mm. he could get something out of this episode because Mr. Game, Mr. Captain game. America is a Marvel character, you know. And we're already teaching the game something, so go write that in your lines. And then
1: <laughs> he didn't do his research before he dropped yeah, that one.
0: You know, you got to do your research, Mr. Game. Uh, so next time we're in LA, we'll, uh, make
1: a little pit stop. Let them know what's up.
2: Yeah. Let me know how that goes.
0: <laughs> now, so you're saying worst. You're saying that Swamp Thing, the, ad- the film adaptation, 1982, Wes Craven is worse. Would you say than Captain America? I would say it's about right on par. Right on par. Now, would you say it's funnier? Or do you think the Captain America is so bad that it becomes more comical?
1: I think both in this situation would fall into that category.
0: And I'm saying, gun to your head, you got to pick one.
1: I guess I'll go Swamp Thing.
0: As worse or funnier, better?
1: As, like, funnier because of how bad it is.
0: Okay. Okay. Wow. That is some harsh criticisms for and Mr. West. And, you know, Brady. shout
1: out to Wes, because... This is probably the only movie I've ever seen of his that sucked.
0: Really? Oh. Wow. I think it's and better I, than Red Eye. Or Red Eye?
2: That guy's biased. He likes Red Eye.
0: I, I know, I'm well aware of that. <laughs> All right. So how did you guys ever did you hear about Swamp Thing as a young lad? Did you know about Swamp Thing? I can speak for Rob when he thought this was Creature from the Black Lagoon. Which
1: is actually a better <laughs> film. It didn't suck. <laughs> Go watch that one instead. If you're about to go watch Swamp Thing, let me
0: just save you the effort. Now, did you guys know anything... Did you, Teabag know anything about the Swamp Thing himself?
2: No. The, see, like, when I was doing the research... See, was this a requested topic, or did this just get thrown into the mix?
0: No, this got thrown into the mix. I figure, you know, let's do a comic that maybe not a lot of people have heard of. I it's mean, a, I, It's
1: a Ryan request.
0: Very, yeah. It was, it was my own <laughs> interest. I mean, I love Swamp Thing. Hell of a guy. And I figured, you know, maybe... Um, yes very popular in the comic world but maybe a lot of like people outside of that wouldn't know about this and we're showing them something cool you know one of the uh
1: one of the few topics that ryan is interested in that doesn't have a porno adaptation as well i might add
2: we'll get to that a little bit later in the outline in about 20 minutes
0: but so you had no clue adam you just uh found out about it this past week
2: i did yeah and what amazed me is like i guess it he ties into like Justice League and Batman and like Harley Quinn and stuff. I'd never even heard of the guy, though.
0: Oh, yeah. Big-time DC character. One of DC's most popular characters.
2: I'm a Marvel. Through and through.
0: Now, you're a Marvel man. That's no secret. We all are. Rob, you too? You said earlier that you love dc over marvel one when, of our early when did episodes. i say that one of our early episodes you no, said you like no, dc because no. you're a batman guy. i said
1: batman is my favorite comic book growing up All right. but overall i would go with marvel
0: we'll find the we'll find the clip because fuck superman we'll isolate that clip um so let's get into it let's get into the creators uh the backstory um so you know how this whole thing came about um Two creators here. One, uh, we got the writer Leonard Norman Ween. Hell of a um, this guy was born in New York City, uh, June 12th, 1948. And um, he actually passed away September 10th, 2017, at the age of 69. So, poor one out for this guy. Perfect age. Um, now, any, <laughs> any of whom he was... Uh, <laughs> He was raised in the Bronx uh, and Long
1: Island. Is that just a thing? Like, if you grew up in the Bronx and around the 40s, 50s, you're just a comic book guy?
0: Uh, maybe. I mean, I think some of them came from Manhattan and, and um, Brooklyn as well. But, you know, this guy, Bronx and Long Island, uh, he got hooked on comics at the age of seven. Hooked on comics, dude. That's like a new thing I'm developing. It's like hooked on phonics a <laughs> <laughs> business idea yeah we'll go pitch it to mark yeah and we'll create comics that teach kids how to read adam you're a teacher like you can help with this right
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll implement that in my curriculum right away that's genius
0: yeah show him swamp thing issue 34 uh <laughs> so uh, he gets hooked on comics at the age of seven uh this guy gets an art degree uh from farmingdale state college uh, now he he always wanted to work in the comic biz uh, from a young age. Uh, however, he was mostly concerned with being an artist, and this would actually go on to help him work better with artists as a writer because he said it was like easier for him to describe what was in his head. Uh, you know, being being an art guy, he's able to say bing bang boom, bust this out. You know,
1: bing bang boom,
0: nice. Now I was reading the interview with this guy. He was saying uh, when he was a teenager, I guess. Um, DC used to do like a tour every Wednesday. This is like Steven Spielberg at the Paramount lot or whatever. And um, like once a month, every fucking Thursday, him and his buddies would skip school and they would take this tour. So like DC knew who these guys were. Uh, now when they when he originally went to go get a job there, um, they go you know they go around they're saying hey you know we gotta meet this guy Dick you know. We got to show this sure. guy, this guy Dick our work, and um, they say that dick on Thursday. <laughs> And they say, hey, <laughs> they say Dick's not in today. You know, let's let's show your stuff to my boy Joey here, and if he likes it, you're in. So they gave Joe some samples. They waited around, and he came out and said, you know, the art, nah, it's not the greatest, but you know, if you guys want to do some writing, submit some stories to House of Mystery. You know, I'm looking for writers on House of Mystery. Um, and boom that's how it all started you know so right out of the gate this guy gets hired freelance and is doing like horror type stuff said hey I can't see too well in the lobby is that Bill Shakespeare over there Now he's <laughs> he was saying his biggest influence is at a, as a writer one of his biggest probably Rod Serling um, huge Twilight Zone guy go ahead and check our uh, Twilight Zone episode out on Rod Serling for more of that. Um said he was a huge fan of his writing and his work and also Ray Bradbury. I mean, so who isn't, you know? You know, makes sense. You know, that you read some of those old swamp things and you're like, Hey, I see a little bit of Serling, I see a little bit of Bradbury. You know?
2: See a little bit of R. Kelly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, don't know about that. You might. So yeah, he's originally hired as a freelancer. Um, you know, he's bouncing around story by story, uh, and he, you know, he makes his way onto the staff. Uh, he worked on a few titles here and there. Like, uh, he even worked, this was like, again, with a lot of these early guys, it's like they're bouncing around from Marvel to DC, you know? Uh, so he worked on like Daredevil for Marvel. Uh, he also worked on the Flash Superman, uh, for DC and he even worked on the semi-anthological occult title The Phantom Stranger in 1971. And this guy would actually go on to co-create Wolverine. Bad fucking ass. Like Um, the Wolverine? Yes, Marvel Wolverine. So, you know, this guy is a fucking legend. Now, later that same year, 71, uh, he teamed up with Bernie Wrightson, and they struck comic gold, as they say, with the horror character The Swamp Thing first appearing in House of Secrets 92. That was in July of 71. Now, Len Wein says he came up with the idea for the character while he was riding the subway in Queens. And he later recalled he didn't have a title, so he kept referring to it as that swamp thing I'm working on. And the rest they say? That's history, baby.
2: Now That sounds a lot like a lot of the girls I've dated.
1: Now what's this? The swamp thing you're that working on. That swamp
2: thing that I'm working on.
0: <laughs> That's how you get down in North Carolina, guys. Yikes, dude. So from that same interview, you know, while we're still talking about old fucking Lenny, um, I thought this was interesting. They're asking him, you know, how does it feel uh, seeing some of the characters that you've helped to create up on the big screen now. This, very interesting, and this is going to shed some light on the difference between DC and Marvel for you uh, Marvel heads. Now, he's saying that, awesome. It's cool seeing uh, the work come to life that he helped create. He's saying financially, not that great. And he's saying the difference between DC and Marvel is he sees money from a lot of the characters that he helped create at DC. Because you know how like these early guys, again, we also talk about how their rights and stuff you know got so convoluted you know our we usually have our lawyer rob looking into the rights and how you know tangled they get and and then you know people end up getting fucked out of their own work and they don't get the rights and stuff Literally. like that yeah now he is saying that Literally, like he helped create. You know, Lucius Fox, the character Morgan Freeman plays in the. Morgan uh, Freeman. Yeah, and the Christian Bale Batman's. This guy also helped create that character, and he still saw money off that from the Nolan films. And he was saying it was fucking badass to see that because he was like, I guess when he was signing the uh, contracts or whatever, um, this guy was telling him, hey, you know, you should you should sign up for to like get a royalty off this even though it's like a potentially unimportant character and he was like "Eh, what the hell you know I'll do it signs a contract boom he's right fucking couple decades later Morgan Freeman on the big screen playing Lucius Fox and this guy's getting a cut one of the fucking biggest comic book films of all time you know Mm, a lot of all time yeah but of course you know back in 82 they're making fucking Wes Craven Swamp Thing (laughs) (laughs) Nobody thought it was going to blow up the way it did. Now, that brings us into the artist of the thing. Uh, We got old fucking Bernie Wrightson. So Bernie Wrightson, uh, he was born October twenty seventh, 1948. And this guy, once again, we got to pour one out. He died March eighteenth, 2017, at the age of 68. Almost made it. So these guys died the same year, one year apart from each other. Isn't that crazy?
1: Crazy for that one.
0: Now, uh, Bernie... He was born in Maryland. Uh, this guy was basically self-taught in art from watching John Nagy on television. Now, Rob, you're a big art guy. You ever heard of this John <laughs> Nagy?
1: Big art guy. Yeah, I've heard of him.
0: Really? Yeah. Okay. So I guess um, what I gathered, this guy was sort of like one of those Bob Ross type dudes. Like he had a show <laughs> called John. He had a show called <laughs> Draw with John Nagy. Where he would just kind of teach people how to draw, like, squares and shit and make them into cones? (laughs) (laughs) What? That's all of his shows? I mean, that's an example. Okay. Bernie also learned art by, of course, reading comics, as well as through uh, correspondence from the famous artists' school. Now, you ever heard of that? Famous artist school? I guess this is, like, a mail order place. Like, one of those, like, one of the first, like, online places
2: I was going to say, it sounds like one of those schools where you send them money, they send you a degree. I need to find one of those.
0: Yeah, like ECPI or like University of Maryland, (laughs) University College. Or you know those commercials where the guy's like, you spend all day sitting on the couch anyways. Why don't you pick up the phone? Why don't you go ahead and make a call that's going to change your life? And he's like yelling at you when you're just trying to relax and watch some freaking TV.
1: You spend all day drawing dicks, anyways. You might as well get a fucking degree for it. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's like one of those types of schools. Uh, now, his artistic influences were drawn from Albert Dorn, Howard Pyle, and of course Frank Frenzetta. All now, badass. of course, and you can clearly see this stuff in uh, in the Swamp Thing iterations. But, I, you know, I pulled a few examples. Check out some of these guys' art below. Pretty fucking badass.
2: If I had a van, I'd get that third one painted on the side of it. Rob, Robin Big style.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. I'll draw the pups on there for you. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> and your uh, Instagram tag.
0: Now, uh, Bernie himself, he is most famous as a horror artist. Uh, now, while Swamp Thing remains his most famous uh work probably i'd say uh his comic adaptation of frankenstein is also very notable in his career frankenstein frankenstein that is frankenstein And, (laughs) and uh bernie actually designed the character's visual image of swamp thing uh using a rough sketch that lynn had given him as a guideline now lynn had this to say about bernie becoming a part of the creation of swamp Thing. Hey, you know, Bernie
1: had just uh, broken up with a girlfriend and we're sitting there in my car just talking about life, you know, the important things you do when you're like 19, 20 years old. I said, you know, I just wrote a freaking story that feels kind of the way you feel now. I told him about Swamp Thing and he said, I got to draw that. So, yes, this <laughs> I got to is... freaking draw
0: that. What are you ta- <laughs> what are you freaking
1: talking about? I got to draw this fucking Swamp Thing.
0: Yeah, this is if Lin Ween was uh, Tony Soprano. now Bernie said of Swamp Thing becoming like a a big hit he said you know he kind of knew he says he thinks that they knew they had something special um there was nothing really around at the time that looked like that and that was the whole point you know they started Swamp Thing um completely able to like do their own thing and they thought hey Hell, this is going to be a hit. You know, he says it just seemed right. It just seemed something like something that was going to be a hit. And uh, it did very well for the first two years. And uh, he even heard through the grapevine that there was a couple months where it outsold Superman. Wow. But that is neither confirmed nor denied.
1: But we can all agree that it's a way cooler comic, right?
0: Yes. And nonetheless, it certainly did make a splash in the comic world, not just in the swamp. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, and this is the last bit about um, about old Bernie before we'll get into the uh, character himself. But uh, Alex Olson, the first, um, I guess, like, what do you call it? The guy, incarnation. Be- yeah, the first guy before he becomes something, the first scientist. Um, he even based that character off of himself. The drawing in the comic, he said that it, the deadline was super short. And um, so he had everybody, like, dress up in these, these old, uh, old-timey old clothes. He took a bunch of pictures, and he would just use those as references for a lot of the uh, panels that he would draw.
1: That's badass.
0: Yeah. Now, as we said earlier, first appearance of the character was in House of Secrets 92. This was in July of 1971. Got a cover right there for you guys. Mm-hmm. And if, now, origin story in the comics, okay? So, you know, there's a couple things here. There's a couple
1: of ways we could do this.
0: Set in the Victorian era of the 1900s. This is actually badass right from the start, because really, you don't see a lot of, like, modern comic books set in, in that old of a time, am I right? Perhaps not any. Now, this seems to me like it is already more horror. You know, you got, like, Dracula, Frankenstein, like, all this, like, castle-type stuff, you know? The mummy? Yeah.
1: That's maybe even predating the 1900s.
0: Yeah, you know, like, Superman, Spider-Man, all this shit, you know, it's taking place in cities, you know, crowds, you know? that This was, uh... This, they took it back to the 1900s. They said, we're gonna throw this thing way back. And essentially, Alex Olson.
2: Not to be confused with the professional skateboarder.
0: Could be turning pro, might actually even be a pro. (laughs) Not to be confused, yes, not to be confused with the skateboarder, Alex Olson. Um, So he's a big-time science guy. Uh, He's down in the swamps of Louisiana, Uh, you know. My, my. (laughs) Yes. Now the weather is wilted down there, and I'm a mere scientist trying to get by in this musty swamp.
2: Please watch the Jays
0: Linda grab my beakers and such from the Schiffer <laughs> So you know this guy's a scientist down there in the swamps of Louisiana. He's happy he's got his wife Linda by his side, his best friend Damien is doing fucking science experiments with him. And As one would say,
2: do Damien, this is all <laughs> for you.
0: Yeah, Damien, his best friend, his assistant, secretly loved his wife. And, you know, this is a tale as old as time. You know, he plans to kill Alex and uh, scoop up the grieving widow. This This is like some shit you see on Dateline 101, you know? All those fucking crime shows. It's like, I fell in love. If this was in Louisiana, this guy fell in love on the internet, and I had her murder my wife. The
1: chicks are so horny, it's not even fair.
0: Yeah, and then this guy is that he uses the grieving process to scoop up the widow. This is this predates wedding crashers, guys. (laughs) That's probably where they got that line. And so, so this is Damien's plan, and then boom, you know, big old explosion, mixes the chemicals, he's badly injured. Damien buries him in the swamp. Big mistake. That's his fatal mistake, right there. And thus, he becomes the humanoid plant swamp thing that we know and love. Kind of.
2: Now, is this like uh, the dad in Goosebumps? That one, don't go in the
1: basement? This is probably a big influence on that.
0: Yeah, I'd say this might be an influence of that. It's not anything like that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But you mean like plants growing out of him? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's... Well, here, we'll get to that. So he he becomes this, like, humanoid Swamp Thing. Now, Linda is, like, getting suspicious. And, you know, so this Damien fella, he plans to kill her, too. Mm. But have no fear, Swamp Thing is here. Uh, He's here to save his true love. And when he does, she looks at him screaming in horror. As one would if you're... Former lover looks like a
1: giant plant penis.
0: Well, she didn't know that's who he was, and he can't speak, and thus he returns to the swamp, heartbroken and alone. Now this is okay. Is this basically like Quasimodo?
1: Mm-hmm. If he was covered in veiny plants.
0: No, I'm saying like Quasimodo. He's it's so the he-
1: veiny.
0: Why is Quasimodo the hero, but then he doesn't get the girl because he's too ugly? Because he's a hunchback. That's fucked up, dude. Well, in
1: real life, Esmeralda doesn't want to bang that guy. Let's be honest.
0: Well, it's a sad story, am I right?
1: Well, this guy actually was married to a chick, so that's just fucked up on her part. Okay,
0: so this is more of, you're thinking, a reverse Beauty and the Beast?
1: It could be. He
0: was the charming prince. He turned into the beast, not he's the beast and then turns into the prince?
1: Well... Technically, if we want to get into that, isn't he a prince that gets turned into the beast and then she actually truly loves him and he turns back into the prince? Yeah.
0: Okay, so this is like a two-thirds reverse Beauty and the Beast,
1: you'd say? And then mixing a little Quasimodo action. (laughs) Yeah. Because he's
0: so goddamn ugly. Pepper in a little Quasimodo and we got Swamp Thing.
1: Okay, here we go. Because Plant Penis was just not
0: a good uh, comic book name for children.
2: So Some girls like me.
0: <laughs> now, okay, we'll get into that because I've got a whole spiel there. But Swamp Thing, so Swamp Thing number one, 1972, um, Homeboy gets his own run, his own title, and they change the name to Alec Holland. And thus, the Swamp Thing that we truly know and love. And honestly, they didn't really change much on the, uh, the basic origin story. Aside from, you know, they update it to Modern Times. It's still down in Louisiana. And they tweak a few things here and there, like agents from this like industry plant a bomb. He's doused in chemicals, lit on fire, runs into the swamp. This is exactly like the scene in the movie. Which is terrible. Now, fast forward a little bit, and we get the saga of Swamp Thing. And this was by legendary comic writer Alan Moore. Uh, You know, you might be familiar with From Hell, V for Vendetta, Watchmen. This guy is a fucking, this guy was like an atom bomb in the comic industry. And Swamp Thing was really like where he got his foothold in America. And I mean, we'll have to do an entire episode on Alan Moore and some of the comics he did. But um, they only revived Swamp Thing in 1982 to capitalize off Wes Craven's film, which again, we will get into. Uh, Now, once Alan Moore gets a hold of this thing, by issue number 20, is when the shit really hits the fan. You know, um, as I said, we owe an entire episode to uh, Alan Moore himself, and we'll probably do like a tie-in with Watchmen, because I think we had a Watchmen episode planned, didn't we?
1: We might. Mm -hmm.
0: Spoiler alert. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this guy is a fucking character in himself, and he's really a, an enigma. He's an interesting guy because he fucking hates every anything mainstream. He even hates, like, he did The Killing Joke, which is, like, arguably one of the most famous Batman comics, and he hates it. <laughs> and he hates mainstream comics. He, ha- he would probably hate this podcast. But um, <laughs> this guy. Even so, if
1: we did one that dedicated to him, he probably would hate it. Yeah, he
0: would probably hate it, you know? And this guy, he he does his run on Swamp Thing, and this is one of the most praised runs in all of comics. Um, and it basically was headed towards cancellation, and they were like, "Hey, Alan, you know, do whatever the fuck you want with this thing." Uh, so he like changed
1: Swamp Thing.
0: Yeah, so he changes the origin story by having Holland die in a hail of gunfire, and. <laughs> um, Now, they do like an autopsy on him, and you find out that the chemical mixture in the swamp didn't turn him into a plant monster. It made a plant monster, and then in turn downloaded his consciousness to imitate the human form. So it's basically a plant that thought it was Alec Holland. Mind blow. Yeah, and you know... Moore would later reveal that uh, in an attempt to connect the origin, uh, the original one off Swamp Thing story from House of Secrets to the main Swamp Thing canon, there had been dozens, um, hundreds of Swamp Things passed uh, since the dawn of humanity. All these versions of the creature were designated defenders of the Parliament of Trees, an elemental community which rules a dimension known as the Green. That connects all plant life on earth, so you know he really started adding more uh like environmental concerns like he made them about like certain things, you know environmental concerns uh pollution, like what it means to be human, like all those different elements were explored in in Alan Moore's run of swamp thing
1: sounds like he was hitting some trees,
0: yeah. What, well, oh, smoking weed and shit? Oh, yeah, he was <laughs> dropping acid. He was fucking doing mushrooms. He's doing everything,
2: dude. Hey, when we sell those podcast hats, there we go. He's going to call it the green. There we go. The weed smoking hats.
0: Um, so, you know, basically, he's having a jolly old time with uh, the title. And Swamp Thing... Easily could have become the face of of Greenpeace. Am I right? They even had like a Greenpeace ad in for the show that came out in the nineties. Greenpeace did an ad that was talking about like pollution and protecting the swamps. And I'm thinking, Swamp Thing is like that Greta Thunberg girl, if she was a plant superhero, right? <laughs> Am I right? I mean... Like, he's fighting to defend the green. He's 100% organic, plant-based, vegan. That somehow downloaded consciousness. He's a vegan superhero. Although, is he a... Wouldn't he be a cannibal if he was a vegan? Hmm. Is he eating plants? That's what I'm saying. If he himself was a vegan, wouldn't he in turn be a cannibal? Or would vegans be also his enemy? I don't understand that. He is a plant.
1: So why would they be his enemy?
0: They only eat plants.
1: But he also thinks he's a human, but he's a plant. He is a plant. But he thinks he's a human.
0: I know, but he is not. He is a plant. He's defender of the green, dude. Come on. (laughs) Yeah, so he doesn't want people to eat the green then, does not he? So would this guy be a full Joe Rogan carnivore? Who
1: knows? You got to ask what he's eating for dinner. Okay. Also. A lot of questions here. If he is a plant, then he doesn't really have to eat anything. Just photosynthesis, baby. Yes,
0: photosynthesis. Okay, now we're cooking. So he's like, uh, that's like sugar, right? That's pure sugar. (sighs) Maybe. And chlorophyll? More like borophyll. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Photosynthesis. So he's, okay, because, yeah, he does, you know, he reaches his hand up in the movie, spoiler alert, and grows his other arm like Piccolo. (laughs) Like Piccolo.
1: (coughs) I'm pretty sure that this was around before Dragon Ball Z.
0: (laughs) Well, there's a little bit, seems to be a little bit of confusion on if vegans would be his enemy or not. But, nonetheless, Saga of Swamp Thing, check it out. Fucking amazing run. Um, when Alan Moore picked up the title. And the Saga of Swamp Thing, interesting fact, first mainstream comic book series to completely abandon the Comics Code Authority's approval. Alan Moore mm. just basically said, fuck you guys. And this is when he started looking at those more complex themes. You know, we talked about, like, the Comics Code stuff in, I think, our Stan Lee episode?
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: Yeah, this guy said, fuck you to all those guys. <laughs> Now, Swamp Thing's powers. So physically, the Swamp Thing is a chlorokinetic shape-shifting elemental entity or an avatar of the green, which is basically like a hive mind uh, for all life force of every plant on Earth and this is actually interesting because I was looking at, I was listening to some radio lab podcast. I was talking about the insane connection of like trees and fungus. It's like roots are really like interconnected, like way more than, than scientists thought. And and all the trees like talk to each other. So this is like some like happening shit, you know, but essentially that's what they're exploring in this comic book. That's what the green is. Um, now, is he, that the
1: original intention or uh, this is Alan Moore's recreation of that?
0: Oh, yeah. The green, I believe, was created in his comic book. But, I mean, that's what really gave, like, that's what made him be, become so such a popular character and gave him all the background because he expanded on the mythos and the powers and stuff. Mm, he's um, going so, Captain Planet with it. Yeah, so he can, well, Captain Planet's a fucking person. That's
1: what I would say. <laughs> Captain Planet's a giant
0: pussy compared to Swamp Thing.
1: Swamp Thing's a giant plant that thinks it's a human.
0: He's super strong. He has the strength of every single plant on Earth.
1: Uh, Well, just put him in the dark and he shrivels up like a little bitch.
0: (laughs) I don't know if that's (laughs) true or not. But uh, he can basically control... He can control all plant life, fire, water, earth, all the elements. He's super fucking jacked. He, he regrows limbs like Piccolo. He can make new bodies out of plants. He's also became a member of the Justice League Dark lineup.
2: That's badass. Got one of those official membership cards.
0: Okay, there you go. And despite what Rob says, he <laughs> is better than Captain Planet.
1: Wow. I don't know about that.
0: Captain Inspired. Planet, unbelievable. We'll do a, You want to put together a Captain Planet episode for us? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I fucking hated <laughs> that show.
1: Now, oh, you like pollution, great.
0: No, this is one of Swamp Thing's weaknesses, <laughs> pollution. As I said, this is fucking humanoid plant version of Greta Thunberg. Hates pollution. Highly dangerous to plant life that makes up his body and the plant life that he's connected to. By weakening the green, you weaken the Swamp Thing.
1: Well, Captain Planet brings
0: pollution down to zero. (laughs) Dude, it's just like that show, every time I was a kid, I felt like I was being tricked. Like it was really educational and I was like, I don't want to fucking learn. I want to watch some badass (laughs) cartoons put Johnny Quest on. I don't want to watch fucking Captain Planet 20 times before my Johnny Quest. I just want to see Johnny Quest and Haji going on their adventures.
1: Uh Well. Sometimes you gotta fight pollution first, baby.
0: Uh, a lot of animosity towards Captain Planet. I could, couldn't tell. <laughs> so, uh, now let's get into some of this controversy, as we always do with these, you know, older creations. Tell me what you guys think of this. You know, let me know if you're tracking. Okay. So Len Wein uh, was roommates with Marvel writer Gary Conway. Now, a few months before the first appearance of Swamp Thing, which was July of 71, Conway introduced Man-Thing. This was in May of 71. He was a mute swamp monster. He came about when a scientist dies and is transformed by a mysterious force of unknown chemicals. Does this sound familiar? Mm -hmm. Now, Ween even wrote... An unpublished Man-Thing story for Marvel before he went to DC. Now, is this a straight-up... Like, here's the cover of Man-Thing. What do you guys think? Is this a straight-up steal, or is this a tweak?
1: I'll say it's a tweak. It looks kind of like the Mothman. A tweak? It's looking like a Mothman. It looks, it looks like mobile. a blatant off.
0: Okay, so you're thinking it's a steal?
2: It's
0: a rip-off, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, Tweak, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, Transformers. No, that's not a Tweak. Transformers, (laughs) GoBots, Coke, Pepsi, Gatorade, Powerade.
1: Coke and Pepsi are the same thing. Swamp thing, man thing.
0: (laughs) Oh, so you're telling me if you're an employee at Coca-Cola, you're also an employee at Pepsi? I don't think so.
1: Pepsi shouldn't even exist, in my opinion.
0: <laughs> so here, so you're saying, Adam, you're saying this is a straight up steal, Rob? You're saying this oh, is a tweak?
1: Show, show this cover on Instagram. Let let
2: the people decide. This is a blatant.
0: Oh, I'll do, I'll do a I'll do a voting poll now. You're thinking yeah. it's an artist interpretation. Mm-hmm. Okay, so well, here we go. So Marvel never took any action against DC. Uh, now, this is possibly because the argument can be made that both characters are a derivative of the Heap, created in 1942. Now, the Heap was a World War I German pilot who was shot down over a swamp, probably by Snoopy. <laughs> and, uh, That's story of the Red Bear. <laughs> yeah. Now, due to mysterious forces of some chemicals. He becomes a mute green monster composed of living vegetation. Can
1: these motherfuckers in the 40s think of some new fucking ideas?
0: Boom, there you go, the heap. So one can assume that Marvel probably had the foresight to say, hey, if we sue DC over Swamp Thing, it could be thrown out on the grounds that both of us ripped off the heap.
1: You guys That's ever, fair. You guys ever think maybe this just backtracks to our previous episode? Old Lab 257. Where uh, some chemicals cause a major fucking disturbance.
0: Well, this is, this is a comic book creation, fiction. Or is it? That was possibly the government hiring an ex-Nazi and leaking a.
1: And then a dr- damning virus. And then a Nazi gets shot down, lands, and some chemicals turns into the heap.
0: So what are we thinking with The Heap, Man Thing, Swamp Thing?
1: I never even heard of The Heap, if I'm being honest.
0: Well, yeah, you weren't a kid in 1942. This was like what <laughs> Granddad Henry was reading.
1: <laughs> you know, oh, that's not all you-
0: When he was over there in the trenches of World War II. Yeah, I'm sure he was
1: flipping <laughs> through pages of The Fucking Heap. <laughs> yeah.
0: So... So The Heap. Now, this is what uh, I believe Len Wein was saying about the character. He was saying that he thinks they're all different. Every one of them is a different character. Uh, Just because they're Swamp Monster doesn't make them any more the same than the fact that Superman, Hawkman, and the Angel can all fly.
1: Who Uh, the fuck is the Angel?
0: Well, look him up. Comic book character. Uh, So one of the (laughs) things that... uh, that most people... Oh, yeah. He, he even said in that interview that he's, he wrote the second Man-Thing story. And he actually claims that he is the person responsible for the tagline of Man-Thing, which is, Whatever knows fear burns at the Man-Thing's touch.
1: Sounds like herpes. Wow.
0: Well, so it's like... <laughs> I guess he created this because, uh, if he got
1: an STD, no, oh. if you
0: weren't pure in heart, you would like get fucked up. If man thing touched you, I've never read any of the man thing. Uh, maybe I should have done that before this episode. Sounds super gay. Well, yeah, you know, it's, it's it's no Swamp Thing. A man thing that burns when you touch it. No, he burns people. Yeah, probably don't Google
1: that. <laughs> he burns other Perfect. people. Perfect. There's our Pornhub title right there.
0: We found it. <laughs> so do you guys so want to he get...
1: transmits it to other people.
0: As, uh, if, That's if, a secret power. If the person, I guess, is not like good-natured. So a whore. Yes, Perhaps. or a bad person, Rob. Hey, whore. That
2: would Where explain the is... green penis.
0: <laughs> Does Man-Thing have a penis? I don't He's think either man of thing. them do. He is a Man-Thing. <laughs> also, yeah, Man-Thing. Can we just like... <laughs> that title, they didn't think like, hey, guys, maybe we think of something else. Go back to the fucking writing room. The Man-Thing. The Man-Thing. That burns at the touch. <laughs> Whatever knows
1: um, fear burns at the oh, main no, things not, touch. Oh yeah, no, it's not fear.
0: So let's get into the Swamp Thing film. All right. Nineteen eighty two. It's had a budget of two point five million. Now I wanna know where all that money went. To
1: firecrackers, apparently. <laughs> I,
0: mean, I, I know they had to rent like a helicopter, but goddamn.
1: <laughs> Those things were expensive back.
0: Then. Yeah, that was a mill right there. I mean, probably you know.
1: Was it?
2: Uh, wasn't like the state of Carolina supposed to? Oh no, never mind. It's something different. Never mind. Never mind. Edit that out.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, we'll get there. I think you're talking about yeah. the show, right?
2: I'm talking about the show. That's what I was thinking. You're right.
0: Yeah, you're you're popping a little too early there. Just like the man thing <laughs> does sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, the 82 film. Budget of $2.5 million. This is Swamp Thing's first journey into a medium other than comic books. Uh, you know, we got the self-titled film directed by Wes Craven himself, and it starred actor, stuntman Dick Durock as the Swamp Thing and Ray Wise as Alec Holland. Now, it's also free on Tubi, and this is not a sponsor.
1: Although it could be. Shout out Tubi. Yeah, is Check that, it
0: out. Yeah, Tubi. Check it out. T U B I. It's a free app. They've got both Swamp Things up there for free. And they have every single full moon feature, if you're a fan of those, like old Puppet Master films and like movies like Big Bikini Bang Out Bungalow and Avocado that's what, Jungle. That's what
1: Ryan was looking at. <laughs> yeah, like
0: <laughs> Bikini Babes from Mars and shit like that. Uh, but check it out on Tubi. Uh, let us know what you think. Wes Craven, Swamp Thing. Now, what did you guys think of the film? Because you both watched it in preparation for this yes 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 okay Not on
2: youtube actually
0: okay you're back on youtube
2: oh edited that out too
0: <laughs> so you're back on guy,
2: youtube <laughs> you're
0: back on youtube you found it on youtube uh find it we there too love
2: hate relationship
0: uh now what did you guys think of the film any specific scenes anything you want to discuss let's fill some of this dead air
1: probably uh Wes Craven's worst film that I've ever seen
0: okay now what makes it this way
1: well you can just watch it for yourself and see that the special effects are god awful you don't think they were good guy looks like he's wearing fucking rubber
0: gloves I will say yes the suit was very um low quality very Michael Keaton Batman like oh whoa
1: whoa (laughs) wow (laughs) You Don't know, disrespect I just, Mike like it that.
0: looks like he's in a neck brace anytime he goes to move.
1: Yeah, at least he's not wearing rubber fucking like dishwashing gloves with fucking dicks and shit on it and moss.
0: And <laughs> dicks. He does look like a giant phallic green yeah. um penis, I will say. And there was like one okay, the first scene, like the scientists show up and the main female, her name is they call her by her last name, which is Cable. And she just like changes into a Hawaiian shirt to go into the swamp.
1: For the entire movie, pretty much, except for when she's showing her tits on.
0: And then there's also this scene where she like fires a gun and it just does like a blatant cut to her like dropping it. Yeah, that wasn't (laughs)
1: in the uh, 2.5 mil mil budget to go through and actually edit the fucking thing.
0: Yeah, like they were just like, "Ah, you know, this is as good as we're going to get it, Wes. So take it or leave it. Hey,
1: Wes, what happened there,
0: bud? Also, the the bad guys look like they were just, like, playing paintball.
1: And the lead bad guy looks like a fucking dollar store Rambo.
0: He looks like Rambo (laughs) with a jerry curl.
1: Like, okay, we can't exactly rip off Sylvester Stallone, so just put on this fucking wig and uh, the red bandana.
0: And then every single one of them has a different type of camo on. Yeah. Now, even the lab, like, the lab itself, where he's working, just reminded me of some shit that, like, we would have done making old movies as kids. Like, they just have beakers that are filled with, like, dry ice and, like, glow stick fluid. They did a good job of making it it look like a fucking shanty. Yeah, it just looks like a shanty lab, like a meth lab. And, um... (laughs) Now very, I will very say though, common
1: in Louisiana.
0: Uh, now I will say the fire scene where he lights on fire and becomes swamp thing. I'ma say that's pretty bad. That was pretty badass. That guy was on fire like for a good two minutes.
1: <laughs> yeah. The, and then whatever, he literally <laughs> jumped into a swamp yeah, stunt, with God knows what in it. Dude,
0: the stunt guy for that scene is insane. So you know, when you watch the movie, keep that in mind. Oh, dick. Now we talked about the Swamp Thing suit. Now there's also like the guy in the end that gets transformed into the midget, like rat thing. Oh my god! Looks like dude. it's from that show, Scare Tactics. You know, it does. This guy gets transformed into a midget, and then tell me what the hell happens in the last, you know, fourth of that movie? Anton an Arcane turns into a fucking wild boar head and is fighting Swamp Thing with a sword. <laughs> like, what the fuck
1: is going on? Just tracking him through the swamp he with a fucking like, medieval sword.
0: Yeah, a medieval sword, and he turns into like That a, he just finds in his fucking mansion. Yeah, a boar's head, but he has like chain mail on.
1: Hey, man, budgetary concerns. You know, they, did, they were working with what they had, you know?
0: 2.5 mil.
1: In 82, so that's Unreal. probably- <laughs> God knows what nowadays. Yeah,
0: you know, check out the film. Let us know what you guys think. Now, this I did find hilarious. Um, this is a classic mix up right here. Let me know what you guys think of this. In August of 2000, MGM released the film on DVD in the US. Now, the DVD was labeled as being PG rated. PG, not PG 13. Uh, it's a 91 minute cut of the film. MGM accidentally used the 93-minute international cut of the film, which contained more nudity and sexual content than the theatrical cut. And in May of, that, of 2002, it took two years before a woman rented the disc for <laughs> Blockbuster Video and complained about the discrepancy. But it's essentially just more <laughs> of this chick's boobs in a swamp scene.
1: Which, if you're interested to know, there is not a porno rendition. But when we re- did the research, there's just a clip on Pornhub of uh, all the nudity scenes in any of Swamp Thing's movies put together, knocked up style for you to, for your viewing pleasure.
0: Yeah. So um, if you want to check that out, which don't. I
1: wouldn't recommend because of the other videos that will pop up. <laughs>
0: Now, Return of Swamp Thing. Any of you guys watch this?
2: That's the one where we find the little alien-looking things. Maybe. They got, like, the big old brown heads.
0: (laughs) Hmm. Sounds familiar. I mean, this one was a little bit better. Yeah, Rob caught the tail end of that. Also free on Tubi and Amazon Prime. Um, Sequel hit screens in 89. Much lower budget and met with significantly less success.
1: But if you watched it side by side, you'd think that this one had a bigger budget.
0: Yeah, I I thought the special effects in this one were much more badass, although this one did, okay, can I bear my soul? I'm going to say <laughs> the second film was much more entertaining. Uh, you know, better Swamp Thing suit, would you say?
1: Yeah, definitely. Better
0: Swamp Thing suit. He doesn't look like a giant green dick. Um <laughs> Although he does sound like Christian Bale in American Psycho when he talks. Like, they make him talk, and he's almost like, hey! Like, you know, he sounds like uh, he sounds like <laughs> Bender when he's doing the thing in... Uh, in <laughs> you know when he's mocking the jock in Breakfast Club? How'd you like to go fishing this weekend? Gee, Dad! That's what he sounds like when he talks. Um now the the bad guys they also had better suits. They look like a knockoff version of the Ghostbusters. Hmm. And I'm gonna say, even though it's it looks dated now, these special effects are better. Like. Similar to Tron. You know those like 80s effects that are very trippy?
1: (laughs) DOS effects.
0: Yeah, 80s effects. They got in there like lightning and and he heals the the girl in the end and there's this green glow. It's like neon going all over. Very fucking badass. Check out the Return of Swamp thing. And there's some great one-liners in there. And also Heather Locklear, if you're into that. Although I was confused by the sex scene in this film. She has sex with him, but he turns into a man for oh like he regurgitates this like root and it, she eats it and then he turns into a man for them to hump and then he turns back into the swamp thing.
2: Tail is all this time, dude.
0: And it looks like a Michael Bolton video. All right, oh, it has that type of music <laughs> right. to it too. Who's the who's the German crooner? crooner david hasselhoff it looks like one of his old videos (laughs) (laughs)
2: spending a little too much time in the sand there pal
0: yeah that was funny the first time i heard it (laughs) and now also okay going off of that sex scene and as rob is looking up swamp thing porn this is now in my search history dendrophilia you know what this is this literally means love of trees. Tree huggers. So this is a term for somebody that may <laughs> refer to people who are sexually attracted or aroused by trees. Cause I was looking up to see are there people who are sexually like aroused by plants? I'm sure there are. No, well, I I think trees is the closest we get. Um and I guess wow. some people are out there banging looking trees. trees. <laughs> yeah, they're they're called dendrophilia. Dendrophiles, I
2: guess, it gives it a whole new meaning to wood, right?
0: Yeah, and now, and and um, some of that hard wood. So there you go. If we have any dendrophiles out there, let us know how this stuff works or don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, at, at the very least, I'm going to say the intro to this movie is definitively more badass, uh, and probably the most badass of any comic intro, in my opinion. We got fucking CCR coming in, Born on the Bayou, and it's like a mashup of all these classic Swamp Thing comics. Very fucking badass.
1: I mean, anytime there's helicopters or a swamp, you better have CCR in there. Exactly. (laughs) Or get the fuck out.
0: Yes. Now, with both of the movies, they kind of moved away from the horror aspect of the comic and went towards a more comedy, campy route, which... I think worked better in the second movie. Like they almost knew it was a joke and it's similar to a trauma film, like toxic adventure or something. It becomes like a cult classic because it's so bad that it's good. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. But either way, I'm much more interested in the horror aspect. I would love to see a full on horror, uh, swamp thing film.
1: Maybe we just play. uh, old steven spielberg and just write our own go down there and start making it one day okay
0: yeah just get our own office well it's Universal. not the 50s anymore times have changed you know
2: you'd want your daughter to be a sex worker <laughs>
0: <laughs> what the fuck jesus christ
2: think
0: you have Steve. to expand for the listeners on that now bag.
2: I, I sent you guys the article. I guess Steven Spielberg's daughter is like a sex worker and she's proud of it.
1: Yeah, she just wants to make her own movies. It's fine.
2: She enjoys making other people happy.
1: What's her
0: name? Sandra Spielberg. I'm just kidding. I don't know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know her name.
0: Okay, well, she's going to be the Spielberg of the porn industry. Now, the TV show. I have not seen the live action TV show, but I guess in July of 1990, USA Network premiered Swamp Thing. Uh, Same guy, Dick Durock, um, playing a modified version of the Return of Swamp Thing costume. Um, It took a deliberate turn away from the campy themes of the 89 film. And it leaned more towards Wes Craven's darker version, but still not that dark. Lasted seventy two episodes till ninety three. Uh, any of you guys seen an episode of this?
2: I saw one where he was talking to some. A guy had like a some English or Irish accent, and he was trying to have the swamp thing bring his wife back to life. I don't know. It was weird, man. I I can't keep up with it.
0: Yeah, I haven't. I. It was live action. Yeah. Okay. I'll have to check that out. Now, cartoon. Is actually pretty fucking badass. This is uh Deke Entertainment. Um That's what that is, man. Deek Entertainment. Uh we got Swamp Thing, the animated series. This debuted on Fox Kids in April of 91. Um and it just like Ryan. The animation style uh, was similar to Troma's Toxic Crusaders. Uh only lasted five episodes. You know, neither of the shows were very successful critically or commercially but the live action series did develop a cult following similar to the films which i'm assuming is just cuz it goes hand in hand with the films and there was even an action figure line by kenner and a video game by thq
1: oh we got to get our uh, hands on that boys
0: produced for the anime uh, series now have you seen the have you seen any of the video game play or anything adam teabag
1: no nah, i was going to look that up and
2: i completely forgot I honestly started watching the movies and stuff and I was like, nah,
1: there's no way they made a video game based off of this, but Yeah, so the cartoons actually probably the best rendition of it.
0: Yeah, cartoons badass and we're, we'll play a little uh sample here for you of the uh intro theme song. So just a blatant ripoff of Wild Thing, as that. Just
1: picture Charlie Sheen coming in, yeah, from the swamp, or perhaps a blatant ripoff of Man Thing.
0: But I'm talking the song. The Is there a song called Man Thing? Probably, if you look hard look, enough.
1: Look it up. Let me know. <laughs> Not want to look that up though.
0: Now, uh, yeah, cartoon. Man Thing, the musical. Cartoon similar to like all those animated series we grew up on. You know, X-Men, Spider-Man, um, check it out. Fucking badass. And as T-Bag mentioned earlier, he pops up here and there in some crossovers like Justice League Dark, that that sort of shit. You'll see him pop up here and there.
2: Voiced um, by Mark Hamill, actually.
0: Oh, yeah. Very, very cool. Mark Hamill, dude, he's, he's a legend in the uh, DC animated voicing game. Mm -hmm. also played the joker now let's get into how dc basically fucked up the new show so dc you know it's it's no secret they're trying to do their whole cinematic universe thing not doing that great am i wrong
1: well have you seen the new suicide squad yet
0: Is that a fair assessment, though, that I could say it's not doing great? You know, we got fucking Batman versus Superman. Sucked. Um, Shazam. Did anybody see that yet? Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, not that bad, though. I'll say probably of all the DC's movies, Wonder Woman, probably the best one. Now, they make their own streaming platform. You know, just like Disney.
1: Who doesn't these days? Am I right?
0: And it's badass. I see that they're doing a Swamp Thing show. And I say, okay, this looks badass. They signed on James Wan from Saw, The Conjuring, Insidious. I'm thinking, okay, It'll horror. scary. Horror. They're on the right track. This is going to be badass. I buy the platform just for this show. So I'm about halfway through the show. They cancel the show before they even dropped the whole series it was cut from 13 episodes to 10 in order for them to change the ending and this seemed to be the first thing they were doing right you know i was three episodes in i was hooked it was fucking badass the acting was great the horror aspect was great you know james wan was doing the producing fucking badass and they say oh we're canceling it nobody fucking knows why um i guess was there some Was this your rumor you were talking about, Adam?
1: They ran out of money.
2: Yeah, I guess uh, the state of Carolina was supposed to give them like 20 or 40 million, and and somehow they came up with 12 million. I guess there was a miscommunication there. Supposed to be a budget issue.
0: Now, I heard, I was looking that up, but I heard that was like debunked. Like right, that, right, right. That wasn't even the true reason, and uh, even the actor, I was reading an interview with the main actor, and he was saying they don't even they wouldn't tell him why it was cancelled, but it was do the show was doing great. It was like the highest watch on there besides maybe Doom Patrol, which actually was also badass, but apparently, what I gathered is Warner Brothers wants to do their own streaming service, and they want to wrap d c into all of that. Because now everybody's doing it, you know, Disney, fucking Netflix, Hulu. Now all the studios are going to start doing it. And you've got Warner Brothers who wants to basically make the DC streaming platform onto theirs. So they just said, oh, yeah, we'll just scrap this. One of the best things that DC's done, um, I
1: guess,
0: live action in a while. And they just go ahead and fuck it all up.
1: Thanks a lot, DC. Unbelievable. I hope you're listening to this.
0: Unbelievable, DC. Fucking assholes. uh, And the fans, you know, they... they, DC, they claim, oh, we're for the fans. We're doing this for the fans. We love you guys. It was actually a kind of cool app, you know? You could read backlogs of comics. I read a lot of the Alan Moore run on there. I read a lot of the original Swamp Thing run on there. I read a lot of good Batman ones on there when I was doing research for the Batman episode. And they go ahead... And now now they're just scrapping the whole thing. Oh, go ahead and fuck yourself. We got your seven bucks a month. Uh, fuck you. So you know what I did, DC? I canceled my membership. Until you figure out your shit, until you get all your fucking shit together and start doing some quality shows that are actually going to stay on the platform, then I'm back.
1: Get all your shit and get it together.
0: You got me back. Um, now, the future. Of Swamp Thing. Um, looks pretty uncertain for right now. Pretty Al- dismal. Although Warner Brothers is considering making a Swamp Thing movie due to how well the character was received in that 2019 show.
1: But they'll probably go ahead and fuck it up.
0: Now, again, this is just talk. This is just rumor. This is like water cooler talk, I guess. Um, it's like, like the TV series. The movie would be horror genre.
2: James Bond uh, working on there.
0: Now, they don't know. I mean, this is just talk. They're just okay. they're just kind of spitballing this idea here, you know. They're blowing smoke out their asses um as
1: they usually do at DC.
0: Yeah. I guess it would be unconnected from the show. It would be like a standalone horror story, but I think that would be fucking awesome. I want to see more of that. Like I would love to see some of the old like horror Uh, Comics be made into movies that are strictly horror movies. You know, we've seen all the Marvel movies, you know, they're for the kids and stuff. I get it. You know, we love them too. But I want to see some blood and guts. I want to see some man thing. Like Deadpool. Look at how big of a hit Deadpool was. Mm -hmm. He's cutting off Mm -hmm. people's heads, he's getting ripped in half, and it's a huge success. I want to see some man thing, swamp thing, (laughs) you know, some classic. Horror stuff like that would be fucking badass, don't you think?
2: I mean, I personally don't want to see any man thing blooding, blood, I guess, but that's just me.
0: But I would definitely see some Swamp Thing. I want to see some old Swamp Thing comics, some people conjuring stuff up with Ouija boards, Swamp Thing fighting little alien creatures. Uh, Maybe have him <laughs> go off planet. I think it'd be fucking badass to see a full DC. Um, well, could he go off planet? He's a plant.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he, can know, control, yep,
0: he controls plants anywhere in the universe. Okay. He's fucking badass, dude. I'm telling you. Um, yeah, he's no man thing.
1: He's a plant thing.
0: <laughs> he beats Captain Planet's ass any day.
1: Mm, well, don't know about that. <laughs> now.
0: Um, and I think also this would even be cool to see in like, you know how they're doing the Star Wars one-offs?
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: This would probably never happen, but I think it would be very cool if Disney uh, did like a horror-oriented one-off of Star Wars. (laughs) I don't see Disney doing
1: that. Bobby Bones
2: got that
0: that script. Darth Vader. Yeah, dude. Some evil Sith shit. Fucking real horror, real scary. It'd be fucking badass, dude. Little twist. We get James Wan in, and that um, dude from Insidious turns out he's actually Darth Maul. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs> there we go, because we all know he did not die in that pit
0: yep and he's coming back with the spider legs a little tweak on it yeah you know we tweaked that a little bit um but yeah swamp thing future undecided they canceled the goddamn show it's it a good show man i was really into it but of course leave it to dc to fuck it up and hopefully they do a movie and it's a big hit because i think swamp thing deserves more recognition i think i think greenpeace is really fucking up by not adopting swamp thing as the face of the company <laughs> and i think you know even like imagine a, an ad on like leonardo dicaprio's instagram with swamp thing he's like shaking hands and he's like i stand with swamp thing and it's like uh <laughs> Got an, the
1: theme song
0: <laughs> going on? yeah it's like an environmental ad about pollution and how it's bad Uh, could
1: also do that with Captain America.
0: Well, DM old Leo on Instagram. See if he's open to the idea. Maybe we even get Leonardo DiCaprio to be Alec Holland in the movie.
1: Uh, That's a stretch. I like
0: it. We even get his company to produce the movie. I mean, we know... uh, Guys, we know Leonardo's all about the environment. We make a Swamp Thing movie based on the Alan Moore run that... Is like about it's a metaphor okay, okay. for in being environmentally conscious, uh, you know. Let's not destroy the planet. Watch pollution. There's mercury in the water, you know, shit like that. <sighs> I think we're onto something. We're coming up. We're doing a lot of soft pitches in these podcasts, and we're, we're copyrighting, we're trademarking, cooking. and we're cooking with gas. Yep. And I think we need to, you know, put some of this stuff into practice. Okay. So okay. if we have any screenwriters out there. Drop us a line. Let us know. We'd love to work with you.
1: I thought you were a screenwriter.
0: No, I am not. <laughs> you know, there you have it. Swamp Thing. I mean, what do you guys think? Any, any other final thoughts you want to say? What do we got for TLDL? Do we want to sum up the character, the man himself, the message to the children?
2: No, uh, no TLDL this week. I think you did a good job summing it up. I do want to go back and watch that animated miniseries now I just
1: to hear the theme song. I want to pitch an idea to Leo now, so we need to
0: to get on that, boys. And I want Rob to put together a Captain Planet episode.
1: (laughs) I I will, dude. It's coming. It's in the fucking pipes. Put it on the board. I'm going to burn it just like Swamp Thing, dude.
0: Well, there you have it, guys. Love those trees. Check out Swamp Thing. If you hadn't, uh, definitely read Alan Moore's run if if you're interested in anything Swamp Thing related. Um, check out the movies. Like I said, they're free if you download the app Tubi. That's T-U-B-I, and this is not a sponsored ad.
1: Although it could be. And if you'd like
0: more information, I wanted to cite uh, dc.fandom.com, House of Secrets, issue 92, uh, geek.com, an article by K-Thor Jensen, and nerdteam30.com uh, for the Lynn Wein and Bernie Wrightson interviews. Uh, check that out if you're interested in more details on the creation of Swamp Thing or, or anything Swamp Thing related.
1: Or you just want to nerd out.
0: Yeah. A lot, and, a lot uh, of
1: nerd sites.
0: And there you have it on that.
1: As always, uh, thanks for listening, guys. We love to interact with our listeners, and uh, you can get in contact with us at our website, podcastfromouterspace.com. Also, we're on the gram, Podcast from Outer Space. Or, uh, you know, shoot us an email, space at gmail.com.
0: And stay tuned. should have some new stuff coming pretty soon.
2: And on that. I do want to thank those of you who have added me on Instagram. I've had some nice chats with some people. Wanted to shout out. Can we call them? Am I going to get, first off, am I going to get banned from the podcast if I tell people to check out something besides our podcast?
1: Yeah, you're banned, dude. Yeah. Just stop right there. Banned.
2: Uh Oh, Okay, never mind. Sorry. Sorry. I'm kidding, dude. Say what you want to say. Shout out to our sisters in podcasting. Check them out. They got a lot of the same humor, a lot of the same topics. And with that...
0: And what's the name? You didn't say the fucking name. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Cut the whole thing out.
0: (laughs) That was fine. Just saying the fucking name (laughs) of the podcast.
2: If you enjoy our content be sure to check out our sisters in podcasting over at speak and spooky two lovely ladies who have a similar sense of humor to us talk about some of the same things cover it from a slightly different aspect you get a little feminine perspective
0: well i was gonna say i need to uh catch up i was listening to a few of those uh pretty good pretty good stuff so uh yep shout out to them uh check them out speak and spooky and on that
2: so long and thanks for all the fish